It's finally here. Selection Sunday is in the books. The bracket is set. What unlikely team will fit into Cinderella's slipper? Will Duke reign supreme, or could another ACC power take the crown? Is Gonzaga for real, or will Michigan finally get a title back to Ann Arbor? All that and more, right now, it's Tuesday Takeover. Welcome back. It feels good to be back in the studio. Tuesday takeover. Logan Weber, Austin McNorton, Tucker Quinn. Been a bit of a hiatus. Uh, Of course, we didn't do the show last week. Things got pretty hectic. Austin was on vacation, and Tucker and I had some some things to do on our own accord. Um, Of course, this is my first week back in a while, because the previous week you guys did the, the show by yourselves. I was basically lying on my deathbed, it felt like, so... uh Feels good to be back now. As, yeah, good. That's nice, Tucker. Just going to go ahead and subtly make fun of me. Was that the case me. this morning, too? I had a terrible headache. Logan this did morning. not make it, it to class rough. this morning. Uh, had to I'm, tell uh, our professor why he wasn't in class, even though it really, really felt wrong that I didn't say that the moped didn't start this morning. I but thought you were going to. I should have. I really did. I really should have. <laughs> but, you know, we're going to we're gonna let Logan have his, you know, and some people just get a migraine. That is okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, some people okay. don't want to get out of bed on a rainy day. Yeah. I mean, some yeah. people want to stay in bed. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame them. It okay. wasn't raining this morning. Uh, oh, it, it was. was. Yes, it was. Oh, was. I got wet on my walk <laughs> to class. <laughs> well, I didn't get out of bed because my head hurt. So <laughs> that's how I didn't know okay. it was raining. Right. So fair enough. Right. Whatever. <laughs> so this week's show is going to be a little bit different than normal. Um, of course, tonight we've got the the Northwest Missouri State. Bearcats men's basketball team taking on Missouri Southern tonight. That is the regional final. That game starting at 7 o'clock tonight. So what we're going to do here on KZLX is we're going to do the show normally, but we're only going to go from about 4 to 5.30. So we're going to do weekly recap. We're going to talk about the conference champion conference tournament games that we had last week, specifically the, the, the Big Ten, Big 12, SEC, ACC, and Pac-12. And then we're going to talk about the NCAA tournament selection Sunday, Kind of some some measurables about that and those sorts of things. We're going to do some pick them, decide who we think is going to get where because, of course, with spring break coming up next week, we are not going to have an opportunity to talk about the NCAA tournament until the Final Four. So we're going to have to do our pick them up until that Final Four period before we have the show two weeks from today, once again after spring break. So at the 5.30 mark, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back and we're going to do – Pre-game. We're going to do some some pre-game for tonight's matchup between Northwest and Missouri Southern before the game starts. So that will occur from about 5.30 to 6 o'clock. And then right around 6.15, we're going to send it over to Bearcat Arena where some more KZLX members, Trevor Mater, Jacob Blair, and Kramer Sampson are going to be on the call over there at Bearcat Arena for the game. So make sure you guys are staying tuned for that. Got a lot of information here for you. Coming up tonight with Division One college basketball and then, of course, the Northwest game going on tonight. So you're not going to want to miss that. Starting with our show right now, starting in the Big 12, we're going to talk about the Big 12 tournament. And, 
I mean, I don't understand how Iowa State continues to make a habit out of winning the Big 12 tournament. They took home the, the Big 12 tournament title for the fourth time in the last six years. They beat Kansas 78-66. to And for Iowa State, they were the lower-seeded team, and they were the underdog. So all three of the teams that they played in, in route to the, to the tournament championship were the favorite coming into that game. Baylor was the four seed. They were favorites in that game. Iowa State beats them. They beat Kansas State, who was, of course, the number one seeded team in the Big 12 tournament, and then beating Kansas, who was the third seed. So for Iowa State, just kind of rode that underdog mentality all the way to to yet another Big 12 tournament title. You were there. You got to see the Cyclones in full force. <clears throat> And you wouldn't have think they thought that they were the underdog going into and seeing the stadium and all of that red and yellow. Um, outnumbered every single other fan there, largely. Um, even the Kansas Jayhawks, it seemed like it was 2-1 to one Kansas fans, which I saw a stat that uh, Allen Fieldhouse is 36 miles from the Sprint Center while um, – you know, Hilton Coliseum is just over um, 200. So it just, you know, I, I didn't get it. I understand now that when you say Iowa fans travel, Iowa State fans travel Austin, that they absolutely do, and it is nothing to, you know, mess with. It's it's crazy to me that it, it happens every year. Is what I mean, Logan said he's talking about how this is a team that year in and year out, I mean, this is a team that, went 500 in the Big 12, they lose four home games, and then they're playing their best basketball at the right time of the year. And this is a team going into the regular season of the Big 12 that you said, honestly, they might have the most talent. They might have the biggest chance to win the Big 12, um, which the addition of Shayok that a lot of people forget about, uh, Wigginton coming back, and Wigginton was the sixth man of the year in the Big 12 coming off the bench. Um, and so now, finally, it seems like anyway, uh, from what we saw this past weekend, that they are playing their best basketball. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they're able to do in the tournament because historically they usually win this Big 12 tournament and then they do nothing in the NCAA tournament. Well, the interesting thing is, is I mean, coming into the Big 12 tournament, they're coming off three losses. And usually, you know, coming into a uh, postseason conference tournament like that, you want to be having some momentum to carry you into that um, and, you know, right out of the bat, Iowa State played Baylor, which is, you know, it's not Big 12's biggest daunting opponent, um, obviously, but, you know, not someone to overlook at the same time. But, I mean, literally come out and they look like they were supposed to be there. It was the thing. Sitting up in the stands, Iowa State was the clear favorite um, to win the, the tournament just based on sheer um, performance drive, grit. I mean, they just wanted it more, it seemed like. And it's also crazy that uh, them being there against Kansas and Kansas State, so you got the three largest fan bases on that date, on that Saturday night, um, and really Iowa State fans outnumbered K-State fans 10-1, to 1, and then they did the same thing on uh, um, to KU fans. And K- Lawrence is pretty close to the Sprint Center. For, so for them to travel in the way they did and show support for their team, I think they fed off of it. And they're like, we got to show up for our fans. And they did it. Yeah, and that's certainly just – that's something that you see, you see a lot in regards to just the state of Iowa in general. I mean, you and I fans, I mean, that's a that's, – I mean, especially – 
when it comes to things like football, you and I as an FCS school and things like that, they travel tremendously well. The University of Iowa bowl games during football season, uh, they clamor to try and get Iowa to come represent their bowl game because Iowa fans travel so well when it comes to football. And Iowa State does the same thing when it comes to basketball. Like you said, I mean, they, they travel, they'll travel as far as they need to go to help support their guys, and, and they certainly did that for the Cyclones. Some other storylines in the Big 12 tournament was, uh, you got to start with West Virginia. Because they almost, I mean, they did something that had never been done before and did something that I thought was nearly impossible. So they were the 10th seed in the, in the Big 12 tournament, which, of course, there's only 10 teams in the Big 12. So they were the lowest-seeded team in the Big 12 tournament, and they managed to get all the way to the Big 12 tournament semifinal. They, I mean, just I, – I don't even know how to explain it. You beat <laughs> Oklahoma in that first-round matchup, and that's a huge upset. You thought maybe that would push Oklahoma out of the NCAA tournament picture. And then you're taking on Texas Tech, who – I think is the the Big 12's best shot to to get to a Final Four or a, a, a national championship game, and they outplayed them the whole time. I mean, Texas Tech tried to make a huge late comeback right there in the second half, but it was just too little, too late. But for a West Virginia team that had struggled all year long, you saw them start to play much, much better. And then in, even in the first half of that Kansas West Virginia game in the semifinal, they played really, really well. But then it just Kansas turned on the gas and just proved that they were the much more talented team, and that was just kind of the end of it. And then when you're talking about Iowa State and Kansas, that's a—I mean that was historic in and of itself as the Jayhawks and Cyclones have now combined to win the last six Big 12 tournament titles. So those two teams really have, I mean, Kansas, of course, dominating with 14 straight regular season Big 12 titles up until this season. And then two Big 12 tournament titles along with Iowa State winning four of the last six. That's, I mean, that's sheer dominance in the Big 12 tournament. And, you know, I thought it was crazy, too, because um, being down and around Casey live in the pep rally Saturday night. Um, and the rocking, West, rocking the black and gold. Oh, what a power move. Absolutely. I was, <laughs> I was rocking that Tiger Hawk in the middle of sea of, you know, Iowa State fans. Red and but, gold, yeah. Um, the lack of West Virginia fans would really, really, you know, come off as they're not going to do well in this tournament. They're not playing for anybody. You know, they're not really playing. Yeah. They're not playing for themselves. They've had a, you know, a very underwhelming season. Um, and even an example of that, Pizza Hut did a uh, wing challenge during the pep rally, and they wanted um, to, a representative of four school to each for the four schools that were left KUK State Iowa State West Virginia and they couldn't find a West Virginia fan to come up on stage there was not a single one and so they had to bring up another Iowa State fan on stage to compete but you know it was just shocking to me how West Virginia did this um in front of opponents fans rather than their own and playing in such a dead arena um for a you know a home field advantage standpoint um but kudos to the Mountaineers for doing that. I think that says a lot about you know where they could have been and where they could be next season and the talent that they have. So, yeah, 
Yeah, I think overall it betters West Virginia for the for future. It betters uh, Texas Tech and it betters OU for this tournament. So in the long run of things, I think it refocuses OU and refocuses Texas Tech to say we get we got to play better, especially at this time of year. And for West Virginia to say, look what we did, look how good we can be. Let's go do it next season. Yeah, I mean, and you mentioned that home court advantage and the lack of West Virginia fans. That's a seven hour drive. From Morgantown to Kansas City, that's a lot to ask of somebody. <laughs> when you're talking about Ames to Kansas City is well, yeah, just over two hours. I mean, or Lawrence have, is an hour. It I just mean, shows. It just shows if anything in and of itself, you know, it shows the lack of across the country West Virginia fans have. I mean, yeah, you're saying it's a heck of a drive to drive from Morgantown to you know Kansas City to represent a fan base, but usually schools. And even West Virginia usually is a perennial tournament team, um, and it just it just doesn't seem like they had fans outside of the West Virginia state. So I thought that was very interesting that you know we saw that. Moving on now to the Big Ten, Michigan State defeated Michigan in their third matchup of the season so far. Michigan State has absolutely dominated that matchup. Stopped the Wolverines from winning their third straight Big Ten tournament title. The Spartans beat Ohio State and Wisconsin after a double bye, being the the top seed in the Big Ten tournament on their way to winning the Big Ten title. Other storylines for the for the Big Ten tournament was, I mean, another one you got to mention is Nebraska. You talk about West Virginia being kind of an yeah. unlikely team getting deep into the Big Ten, 12 tournament. Nebraska was kind of along those same lines. Nebraska beat Rutgers, and then Maryland, who is the five seed, to get all the way to the Big Ten quarterfinals before losing just, I mean, narrowly to Wisconsin, 66-62. to 62. So with that, I have a question, and as a Big 12 guy, I'm, I'm not sure if you'll – you're That's as fair. you're as detailed about it, Austin, but you could definitely put your input in. Um, but this was more based uh, uh, towards Tucker. Does Tim Miles deserve another year in Lincoln? Um. Well, if you look at his record, I mean, it's and I did a little research on this the other day. I was having a, com- or a conversation with another um, colleague here in the sports media department, but um, he has an above 500 record. I mean, it's very little above 500. Yeah, but one, it's, it, 115 and 113 it's, for his it's, career. It's above 500. Um, but I just think that it is as a, you know, a Big Ten fan, does Tim Miles deserve another year? Yes, he does if you're not a Nebraska fan. If you're a Nebraska fan, you want him the heck out of there because – as a Nebraska fan, you want to see your, your you know your your team win, and that's what Nebraska's built about. They don't they don't care about these five hundred level wins. I mean, Bo Pelini in football, he was a you know he brought wins to Lincoln into Memorial Stadium, but it wasn't good enough because he wasn't getting those flashy trophies at the end. I think that's what you're starting to see here. Here's I, oh go go, no, go ahead no no that's I think Tim Miles is doing the same thing Bo Pelini did. Giving them a just five hundred, right at five hundred or just above five hundred year every single year, and Nebraska fans are sick of averageness. You know, here's my input as a Big Twelve guy throwing my Big Twelve into it. I heard that Fred Hoiberg is a front runner yeah. for that job if it opens. I heard, I heard that too. That's intriguing, <laughs> which, which is very intriguing. But I think if you're Nebraska, 
the only way you're getting rid of Tim Miles is if you know you're going to get Fred Hoiberg, and you don't know that. True. And for me, you talk about Nebraska hates losing, and Nebraska has this history of winning and things like that. Not in basketball. They haven't won a regular season conference championship since 1950. What I said was they haven't, won a comp- they haven't won a conference tournament championship since 1994 when they were in the Big 12. This is, I mean, the, Tim Miles led them to their first NCAA tournament appearance since 1998. That was in 2014. Mm-hmm. And they. He was also the thing Big that, Ten Coach of the Year that year. Yeah. The thing that baffles me is how they, last season, they didn't make the NCAA tournament. Nebraska fans expect their no bat no matter what situation you're in, the Cornhuskers should always 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 win. If they don't, there's there's pointing fingers. So does him being coach of the year help essentially extend him a little bit longer? Saying look what you did historically, it, but, that was, but that was five years. But that ago. was five years ago. Yeah. But for me, it's like they that's went 22. What, that's why he's still in Lincoln right now is because he got that I mean, one you year. Got, you can be patient, though. Bruce Weber won Big 12 championship in 2013, coach of the year, and then struggled since then, and now he's finally back on top in t- six years later. So, I mean, maybe, you know, it's just hold on a little bit longer. And I just think, I mean, a year ago they went 22-11. and 11. They went 13-5 and five in the Big 10, tied for fourth in the league, and somehow didn't make the NCAA tournament, which made no sense to me. Um, and then this year, 18 and 16, yeah, 6 and 14 in the Big Ten is not great. You finish 13th in the regular season. But injuries absolutely decimated this Nebraska team. I mean, Isaiah Roby missed some time. Isaac Copeland blew his knee out. He was out for the year. I mean, Glenn Palmer Jr. missed some time too. It's just there were so many variables for this Nebraska team. I just think... Unless you are 100% certain you are going to get a guy like a Fred Hoiberg, I don't think you got, I, I don't think Tim Miles leaving is the answer. Well, it's just the, it's the mindset that Nebraska fans have, and that's my point through but all this. But this isn't football. I understand, but that culture has surrounded the whole Nebraska fan base that it doesn't matter whether it's football, it's volleyball, or it's golf. If they're not winning... We want a new start. We want a new chance to succeed. They don't want ten miles in there, and I can, you know, I can speak for you know all my friends that are Nebraska fans back, um, back at the house. They are sick and tired of ten miles coming out and giving them a five hundred season. Now that's I, I, I generally attribute that to them being Nebraska football fans. And just that those two overlapping, and I think you know if you're 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 jumping the gun a little bit if you're wanting him out without getting the Hoiberg, um, solidifying that. But it is what it is with Nebraska. And then uh, one of the other big storylines for the Big Ten tournament last week was Minnesota. They were the seven seed heading into the Big Ten tournament. They got all the way to the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament. They beat. 10th seeded Penn State in an absolute barn burner. That was an overtime game. They won that one 77 to 72. And then beating Purdue 75-73 before getting absolutely blown out by Michigan in that semifinal game. But that was a good thing to see if you're Richard Patino in Minnesota. They've had some quality wins during the course of the season. You knew that they were an NCAA tournament team regardless of what happened. But to be able to beat a team like Purdue... 
in this Big Ten tournament proves that proves I think to them that they can beat anybody in this league, and that's a huge momentum boost moving forward into into NCAA tournament play. Good for the Gophers. I I absolutely love to see that. Um, and before we get out of Big Ten, I'm going to give you a chance to answer this one more time on the air since I did ask you it the other day in class, Logan. Um, just for those listeners out there that see you pick Michigan over Michigan State every yep. single time. Yep. When's it going to end? Did you do it all three times? Yes. When's West it going to end? It's not going to. It's you got to like, this at some point, right? I'm convinced Michigan is the best team in the Big Ten. How? I just, I just how don't know how you sense? can say that. How does that make I, any sense when they don't win the Big Ten and they lose to Michigan State three times? Because they've been to more Final Fours and National Championship games in the you last decade than Michigan State has. Okay. I can because it's been the last three seasons. And because they won two straight Big Ten titles. That's why I picked them to beat Michigan State in the title game. But if you're looking at it right now, it's a toss. It's a coin flip because those are the two best teams in the Big Ten year in. Yes. Okay, so if we take statistics into play, um, beating a team three times in the in a same season um, is said to be hard to do, and absolutely that's why some people pick um, the third time to be a little different. But seventy-two percent. There's a 72% chance for a team that has won the first two meetings to win the third. And so being on that statistic, <laughs> I just can't see how you pick Michigan over Michigan State over and over. And being from a guy that's picked Michigan State all three times, I just I just don't see how you can do it. <laughs> I think Cassius Winston is just too much for the Wolverines. Yeah, I agree. And he was Big Ten Player of the Year, which I do, told you was going to happen. Because I see Michigan-Michigan State meet up at a title game if it happens – you're picking the Wolverines. Yes. I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Yes. I, I I don't really know, I mean, how to how to explain it to you. I just I really I, I don't think... know how you can explain it to yourself. I mean, just at, again, time and time and again, the Spartans just put it's away the Wolverines. Tight. It was three times this season. Michigan beat them last season. They won the Big Ten tournament last season. They got to a national championship game. I, I don't understand how you're you're talking about Michigan like they're just some cream puff roll over them and they move on to the next year. game sort of team. They have been this year. No, it didn't. Michigan didn't win. A, Michigan State didn't win a single one of these games by double figures. But they consistently beat them all three times. They beat them all three times. Yes, but by single digits, they were close games that could have gone and either so, way at any point. <laughs> and so to go on and I'm continue the show over Go here. on and continue to say Michigan is still better than Michigan State. I just I don't I don't see it. You can't argue I it. mean he he thinks that North Carolina is better than Duke with Zion though, so, you know, cuz they are. They're not. Yeah, we'll move on <laughs> okay. to the next segment. I'm I'm done with this. <laughs> Moving on now into the SEC, Auburn got their second SEC tournament. Conference tournament championship win in school history. The other occurred in 1985 when Charles Barkley was playing at Auburn. They beat Tennessee in the Big Ten or in the SEC title game. They also beat Missouri, South Carolina, and Florida in route to winning the tournament title. And speaking of, of Florida, the other storyline in that one has got to be the Gators. Got a huge win knocking off LSU, who was the top-seeded team in the SEC tournament, which was definitely what got them into this year's NCAA tournament. No doubt about it. If they lose that game, they're not in. But to get a huge win like that against LSU, a team that got a two-seed 
in the in the NCAA tournament is definitely the biggest reason and kind of the only reason I, I would say that late in the year got Florida into the NCAA tournament. I think this is, again, another case of kind of what I was saying with Texas Tech in that these games for LSU and Tennessee were beneficial in the long run to say that, especially I think for LSU because of how young their team is um, and just having this tournament feel, saying that no matter who it's against, we have to play our best um, because this is just a different time of year. Um, So I think it'll definitely help uh, LSU. And and same for Tennessee saying, look, we may be a high seed in this tournament, but that doesn't mean anything. And I think that it says a whole thing to just really March Madness in general in the tournament is that every team in this bracket, even those low seeds, are champions in some way. Like they won their conference tournament to get there. Um, they won big games against big opponents to get there. Um, so every team you play against is a champion in its own right. Um, so you have to play like a champion every single uh, night to keep advancing, and I think it will help LSU and Tennessee in the long run of things. Well, here's my problem with the Auburn Tigers. Yes, they're hot. Yes, they might be the Are they the hottest team hottest, in the nation? I would say they're the hottest team entering the NCAA Them tournament. and Duke are probably right I, there. I would say Duke. Okay, well – Auburn is, though. You're right. Auburn beat three top ten teams to get to the SEC Tournament Championship. Anyway, they live and die by the three. Truly live and die by the three. If they are not shooting well from the three-point line, they're not going to win a ball game. Mm. And I have buddies at home that have have picked Auburn to win the whole thing because they are so hot right now. And if they can keep this up, I'm not sure if there's anybody that can beat them, to be honest with you. I really don't. They they play absolute great perimeter defense. They're not going to let teams. This it's a very 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 similar to the Northwest Bearcats and how they play basketball. They're great perimeter defense. They don't have very they don't have huge bodies down low, but they're going to play help defense, and they kill it behind the three point line. So I mean. If they can keep this up, it'll be interesting, but that's the problem. Is I, that, need, I need him to win that's two the games. That's the big question. I need him to win two games, one in particular. But uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> two games to, to get – one game to get to the game that I really need them to win. <laughs> For my bracket's sake, what are you talking about? Not just that's a that's a homer button. No, it's for my bracket. Yep, it's that's a homer button. It's not. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yes, that's a homer button. In case, yeah, we'll talk about that in about a half hour. You guys will understand why we're saying homer button if you don't already, which I'm sure some of you that have listened to the show before do certainly. But you'll understand more in about a half hour if you if you continue to listen to the show here. Um, Moving now to the ACC. With a healthy Zion Williamson now back on the floor for Duke, Duke powered its way through the ACC tournament bracket, defeating Syracuse, North Carolina, and Florida State to capture yet another ACC tournament title. What a great game that that third Duke-North Carolina matchup was. I mean, Duke comes out on top of that one, 74-73. Zion Williamson gets a tip in with about 35 seconds left in that ballgame to put them over the top. Yeah. (laughs) Just, I mean, just you just leapt over everybody yeah. else standing there with that that outrageous vertical he's got. He averaged 27 points a game for the tournament. Some other storylines for for the ACC tournament. I mean, we've mentioned some teams that 
made some deep runs and did some great things. Florida, with that win over LSU, got themselves into the NCAA tournament. NC State, on the other hand, came into this ACC tournament definitely squarely on the bubble. They needed to have a good game against Virginia. Maybe not necessarily win it, but just compete. Show that you could play at that level. And they didn't. They got blown out by 20. And with that, saw their dreams fade. And, and they missed out on the NCAA tournament. And there were definitely some people that, that took to to Twitter and their little thumbs and things like that, kind of getting upset on, on Twitter and other social media sites about how NC State managed to to miss the NCAA tournament, but they were not good they at the end of the year. They scored 24 points in a game. Yeah, they did they did. deserve to be in? No. They certainly did. 24 points in a game. That's pretty incredible. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this just goes back to the Duke whole, is a machine. This all goes back to the whole Duke and Zion and how they're a totally different ball club when he's on the floor. Averaging 27 points. He didn't miss a shot in the first game three, he came back. three <laughs> number one seeds, yeah. overall seeds in the tournament, against three number one overall seeds in the tournament. He averaged 27 points. He didn't play Virginia. I, that's, I'm just saying, he played in a conference tournament that had three number one overall seeds. Including themselves. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So, so he played one he, overall. He, he, played, played, he, he played, played North Carolina. He played North Carolina. Yeah. But I'm just, this just baffles me. So... And this goes back to our debate about the first meeting between Duke and North Carolina. Oh man, I was being, a, being I in Cameron Indoor, pull this back being out in again. Cameron Indoor, oh, in Duke's home gymnasium, losing to North Carolina He's without Zion Williams on the stance. floor. He's no, and I think that it just, further it just, it just further yes, yours, your your yes, point. I think it further solidifies my point. No, it doesn't. He not. had to Zion no, Zion not. Williamson. Yes, it does. Zion Williamson beat North Carolina. In by one new, point in a neutral site. By one point in, in a neutral site in the in the ACC champion on a big. The, oh my lord! I just don't know how you can say that that <laughs> that doesn't happen in chap or in uh, in Cameron the Dwarf. He had to score thirty one points in that game to put them over the top by one single point. You don't North think Carolina that- shot eleven percent less from the field in this game than they did in the first matchup. North Carolina won that game by 21 points. It was a complete and utter blowout. Zion Williamson in that game makes it closer, certainly. Absolutely makes it closer. But North Carolina still wins that basketball game. Absolutely. <sighs> no doubt about it. No doubt in my mind. One. Agree I, to disagree. No, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's the best way to attack it, for sure. All right, move ahead in Tuesday. Take no, no, I'm not done yet. Oh, I'm not done yet. Go, no, we nope. we're gonna continue. We ain't we're done. Gonna, we're gonna continue with this because this is this is making me this is making me angry. So North Carolina won that first matchup, 88 to 72. The reason they shot so good, and you bring up that they shot 11 percent less. The reason they the shot, stadium was dead. The stadium died when Zion went out. That Cameron Indoor died. Everyone was there to see Zion. When he went out, the fans were. That's eh. a reason you had to pay two grand to and see North that. North Carolina game. fed off of that. They said, "Oh, Duke's crowd is out of it. Shoot lights out. If Duke's crowd is in it the whole game, they don't shoot like they that. They didn't shoot light. They shot fifty percent from the field, but they shot two of twenty 50? from the three. They shot two of twenty from the three point line okay. and still won that game by sixteen points. And two, you know why they did so well inside the paint is because Zion Williamson was not there. Zion he Williams wasn't that big body. Seven. 
He, blo- he could block every shot, though. It doesn't matter he, his wasn't size. Wasn't it you that came out of his insane vertical that he, he has does about have an insane two minutes vertical. ago? He can block every- anyone's shot. We've seen him you do think, it. You think May is coming into the paint with Zion standing right there? I mean, he did. He had 14 points in that ACC tournament game, and Zion only had one block. I have Zion blocking a taco fall shot in the round of 32. You heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> I just I don't I don't. The funny thing is, is you think UCF and Taco Fall are going to get to the second round of the NCAA tournament. That's the funny thing. I don't think so. I think that's a very good pick. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough of that. For my just, blood pressure rises. You're right. You're right. Pack two. Moving out into the Pack twelve, and we gotta we conserve don't, our energy for tonight. Yeah, yeah in Bear Can Arena, we gotta. <laughs> <laughs> the the Pac-12 this year has has not been wildly entertaining in terms of basketball. It hasn't been something that we've really discussed much on the show because it hasn't been great. It hasn't been great basketball, but they had perhaps the the biggest set of fireworks of any conference tournament last week with sixth seeded Oregon somehow using tremendous defense during the tournament. Going all the way and, and, and winning the Pac-12 tournament, beating Washington State, third-seeded Utah, second-seeded Arizona State, and first-seeded Washington to claim the, the Pac-12 title. So, I mean, Oregon is a team that was written off by everybody. Everybody. As soon as Bull Bull went down with his season-ending injury, everybody said, well, that's it. Oregon season's done. And it really looked like it was. They were... 18 and 14 or whatever they were coming into the big the Pac-12 tournament everybody's like there's no way they're getting in. There's no way they're getting into the big the NCAA tournament and they went ahead and said, "Well, we're just going to make sure we do." And we're going to go beat everybody. They Put beat it the in top, their own hands. Yeah, they beat the top 3 seeds in the Pac-12 tournament and, and Washington Washington and Arizona State coming into the Pac-12 tournament were the only two teams that were really in consideration to even make the NCAA tournament out of the Pac-12, but the Ducks had different plans for the, the committee. So, Yeah, and uh, um, here, here's a question. Does it make you feel better as an Iowa fan saying, we beat the, we beat the Pac-12 tournament champs, or are you still kind of disappointed that they didn't live out to how they were supposed to? Well, I mean, it's kind of an interesting thing. I don't think it really would have mattered one way or the other. That much, that much for us, um, considering the late season collapse for the Hawks. Um, but it, it, in terms of non-conference, or even just this season, you beat Michigan at, at home, which is a team that ended up making it all the way to the Big Ten title game and nearly won their third straight Big Ten title. Um, you think about Iowa State, who's the Big 12 champions. We beat them in the non-con beating Oregon in the non-conference schedule, the Pac-12 tournament champions. I mean, that's that's kind of an interesting thing to look at. But I, I think all in all, one way or the other, whether Oregon would have had just a, a great regular season and been 25-6 and six or whatever, or even at this point, I don't think it really helps or hurts Iowa's NCAA tournament stock that much. Here's what I'm going to say. If Oregon would have had a great year, then yes, it would have meant something. But... They absolutely did not. So that's it. I mean, okay, that win was pretty good at the time because Oregon was ranked. And even if they have a good year, what does that put? What we go from a ten seed to a nine seed? That just win. That win just looks more impressive. Okay, I see what you're saying. You're saying that it doesn't matter because you guys played so bad at the end anyway. Right. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, we're gonna take a short break here. We're gonna 
discuss the NCAA tournament it's bracket <laughs> coming back next. So stay tuned. You're listening to Tuesday Takeover on KZLX. All right, and we are back. The moment we've all been waiting for. <laughs> yep, it's finally it's that here. time of year. It is March Madness. Selection Sunday, of course, went down just a couple of days ago. The field is now set. Austin and I have already filled out our our NCAA <laughs> tournament brackets. Tucker's, Tucker's <laughs> he's a little bit behind the curve right now. He's, he's got about filling it out as we go. Here. Yeah, he's got about twenty four hours to get that filled out. Nah, I'm just I'm just taking a little more time, a little more consideration. I'm in it to win it this year. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the first person ever to win a perfect. Yeah, okay. Bracket, so. Says everyone ever, and then it never yeah, ends up well, happening. But I mean, yeah. I. I I like the enthusiasm. I, I like the this the is drive. coming from the guy that picks Michigan over Michigan State every Here time. Here we go. So. Here we go. Okay. It's never going to be let down. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be saying that when they're in the natty. But all right. So what we're going to do here is we're going to take a look at different regions. We're going to just go into into each region of this of this NCAA. We're going to pick bracket. all the way up to the Elite Eight, correct? I thought you said Final Four. Oh, yeah. Not the Final Four, but up to the Final Four. So we will announce our Final Four teams? Right. Okay. Yeah. So because, of course, with spring break coming up next week, we're not going to have the opportunity yeah. to discuss this up until that point. So we're going to open up in the East region and then the South region. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to go down, and we're going to do the West region and the Midwest region because of the, 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 the top-to-bottom thing there. So we're going to open up in the East region. Some of these games we're not going to really discuss that much because don't really need to. For example, this first matchup here um, between Duke and whatever, uh, th- this play-in game. Uh, what are those? I don't know. Who are those two teams uh, there? Is that North Dakota State and NCC? I, I don't know what NCC it's is. It's North Carolina Central. Okay. But here's I, I just want to add something before we go into this game. Um, North Carolina Central uh, was asked, you know, what 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 he thought it was going to be like competing in, against Duke in the big t- or the the big dance, and he goes, "This is the analogy he used." He goes, "If North, if we were my five year old son and Duke was myself playing a basketball game, this is how this game's going to go for us." Wow. That's a lot, a lot of confidence. confidence. So, <laughs> a lot of confidence. I was like, wow, okay. Jeez. A lot of confidence in that one. It's a bold strategy, Kyle. Let's I see mean, if it plays yeah. off for him. We're going to be terrible. <laughs> we don't stand you a know, chance. I, I, I mean, I got I to gotta appreciate Go get the guy's, guys honesty. We don't stand a chance. Woo. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pick North Dakota State to win that playing game I mean, game clearly. Now, just based go off of Bison. that. Go Bison. Yep. This, the the next game is the 8-9 matchup. That is Virginia Commonwealth, VCU. Of course, Shaka Smart kind of uh, rose that program to prominence. He's now at Texas, taking on UCF, Central Florida. We're talking about UCF basketball, not football. Kind of a change of pace. Um, I picked VCU in this one. I really like the way VCU plays. They play great defense. Um, they allow less than 62 points a game. Their BPI is higher, and they absolutely dominated their conference schedule. Went sixteen and two in the conference. Um, not saying UCF isn't great, but Marcus Evans for for VCU is an absolute star, and I just don't think UCF has the kind of perimeter defense to combat what he does. 
Uh, I'm going to take UCF in this one. Um, I think it's you don't look at their conference record as much because they play in a much tougher conference than VCU. Um, and they're playing their best basketball right now, um, especially late. They beat Houston and Cincinnati in their final week of the regular season. Um, and Taco Fall is just a difference maker down low. He, You know, he has more blocks this season than missed shots. So uh, give me the Knights in this one. <laughs> I'm going to take UCF. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take VCU, and here's the reason why. Okay. Um, they are a perennial tournament team. They have been there. They have been there. They've been to that. What what year did they make a run to the Final Four? Um, was that twenty twenty twelve? Twenty twelve. I want to say. I, I think it was eleven. Twenty eleven. I don't know. I mean, I just think that they have experience. They've been passed down that you know we're good enough to compete in this tournament. Um, and I don't know. I think Taco Fall, the reason why he's got so many blocks is in more than shots. He doesn't take very many shots. I mean, True. He doesn't take very many shots outside. He doesn't miss very many. That, yeah. that no, two-foot no two foot area around the basket. Yeah. So um, I like VCU in this one. It was 2011 when, 2011. when VCU reached that, that final four. Yep. Next matchup is Mississippi State taking on Liberty, one of those dreaded 5-12 matchups that – that teams hate to see. Um, I went ahead and picked Mississippi State. They they aren't a tremendous defensive team. They give up 70 points a game. In comparison, Lipscomb only gives up 60. But I just think that Mississippi State has played higher quality of competition all year long. Um, Lipscomb lost to Alabama by nine in, in terms of Similar opponents, similar matchup. Mississippi State won both matchups against Alabama this season. So because of that and the play uh, uh, of Quandre Weatherspoon for Mississippi State, who is honestly one of the highest scoring guards in all of college basketball, I just think from an athleticism standpoint, uh, Lipscomb just doesn't have the same quality of athlete. You mean Liberty, right? It's No. Just to oh, it is correct. Liberty. Yeah. Why did I say Lipscomb? It's because that's one of their signature wins. Oh, is they beat Lipscomb. I yeah, had yeah. that written in my notes. Yeah, uh, I don't know why I had. Lipscomb and I'm actually going to take the Flames in this my one. Fault. Um, they play a really kind of slow paced type of game, but they're really efficient in the half court. Fifty seven percent from twos, thirty seven percent from threes, and they do really well getting the free throw line and finishing. Um, so I think that can just kind of throw Mississippi State off a little bit just in their style of play. Um, and so I'm going to take the Flames. 12 seed. I'm also going to take the Flames All in this right. one, too. Um, they're a fantastic three-pointing, <laughs> three-point ball club. And yep. I think this just represents how bad the second half of the SEC is. Um, it is you, a significant drop. It, it is a drop, except for Auburn. I mean, Auburn really came, came out, and out surprised out Yeah, everybody. that's true. That's fair. Um, Liberty has five players that have, you know, more 44 or more threes um, on the season. And um, like Austin said, they're shooting 57% from two, so it's a very balanced-style offense like um, – and they run a very slow-paced team, like he said. So I like the Liberty Flames in this one. I'm thinking this is the 12-5 upset. Yep. Next matchup is a 4-13 matchup between Virginia Tech and St. Louis. Um, I-, I went ahead and picked Virginia Tech. Tech. Yep. Yeah. I just think you got tech too, Tucker. They score more points. They right. score more points per game. They allow less points per game. Their BPI this season is 11. I mean, just 
they did a tremendous job in the ACC this season. Was kind of, for the most part, the 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 fourth or fifth best team in the ACC, which is probably going to make you the second or third best team in, in most other conferences in college basketball in terms of Power Five. And they've got a huge win. They beat Duke this season. Um, they did lose to Virginia twice, but they beat Purdue. And so they've got they. Virginia Tech definitely has some signature wins that I think is going to help Tech. them a lot. While I am taking Tech in this one, um, I just want to bounce a stat off you guys just to make you think about these 13-4 matchups a little more. Um, at least one number 13 seed has beaten a number 4 seed in the last 24 years. So 24 of 34 years. So in 35 years, um, a 4 seed has gone down by a 13 seed. Um, last year... Two 13 seeds beat a four seed in the first mm-hmm. round of the tournament. So, including Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo was beat one of them. Arizona was yep. one of those. Yep. Next matchup is a 6 11 matchup between Maryland in a play in game between Belmont and Temple. And uh, I picked Belmont to beat Temple in this play in game. And I'm actually picking Belmont to beat Maryland and move on to, to the round of 32. So am I. I so just am I. think. I just I really don't trust the way Maryland plays. I think Belmont has been vastly underrated all year long. I love the way they play. Um, Maryland did early in the year play some teams really close. I mean, they barely lost to Virginia during the non-conference schedule by five points. But I just think that Minnesota with that huge loss to Nebraska – kind of just exposed some some inexperience and a lack of maturity with Maryland and I think that's gonna that's gonna play a big role against against Belmont in that in that first round matchup. I'm gonna take Maryland on this one. I think that their loss in the Big Ten tournament has really opened some wounds that they've had and they're gonna work to seal those. Um you know and I just don't think that they're done yet. I think Bruno Fernando doesn't want to be done yet. Um I think that, like I said, I think it really comes. See, I think he's a sophomore. He's a sophomore, but I think he's an. I think he's an NBA talent. Yeah, probably a first round pick. Yeah. So um, I'm going to take the Terps in this one. I think they're going to come back and they're going to at least win a round of 64 game. Mm -hmm. Um, I have them losing probably in the round of 32, but other than that, um, I like the Terps. In that 314 matchup, we've got LSU taking on Yale. this was one last night when Austin and I were doing show prep, kind of one that, that Austin was like, hey, I think we should discuss this one a little bit more when I was more <laughs> like, no, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think this is a pretty I, set in stone sort of matchup. Yale doesn't really have... The, the reason I was kind of questioning LSU is because of kind of mentally what's going on with them and their head coach, Will Wade, and all the FBI stuff going on with him, but... I agree. I think LSU will advance. The only real difficult, like, high-quality matchup that Yale's had this season was Duke, and they lost by 33. So I just don't think that they can compete. While LSU is not on the same level of of talent as Duke, I don't think anybody in college basketball is, but I just think LSU is still an elite team. Of course, with them being a three-seed, obviously they are an elite team, and I just think Yale just doesn't have that that caliber of player go tigers i guess i don't think you know yale had some struggles with harvard which you know usually harvard is the one that comes out of the ivy league into the tournament but um 
My pick. That's exactly what he. That's what said. I said yesterday. It I said I'm not trusting. I'm, what he I'm said not trusting yesterday. an Ivy League school unless it's unless Harvard. it's Harvard. Exactly. Um, <laughs> LSU was my pick to go deepest into this tournament. You know, um, back when we were talking about the SEC tournament play, um, the loss of the coach really, really affects this team. I don't. I don't know if he's coming back. Is he coming back? Do we know? He's suspended indefinitely. Yeah, we don't know. Um, but I like LSU in this matchup. Um, I don't probably have them going as far as I do now. That you know they don't they're they're coachless. Um, but LSU over Yale. Louisville taking on Minnesota. I actually picked Minnesota in this game. I think Minnesota has played much much better as of late. Um, they don't really score a lot of points, but they play they play good defense. Um, Louisville has a tremendous BPI rating uh, of of 18th in the country, but I just think Purdue won two of three games against or Minnesota, excuse me, won two of three games against Purdue, split two games with Wisconsin, but and then they beat Washington in their non-conference schedule. I just think with a semifinal uh, run to to the in the Big Ten tournament. The game's getting played in Des Moines, so Minnesota tr- fans could travel to that game absolutely f- at the Wells Fargo Arena. So I, because of that, I, I, I love that these 7-10 matchups, these 7-10 upsets, they have been quite frequently. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Golden Gophers. I'm taking Louisville. I think overall in the long run, they kind of struggled late, but their overall strength of schedule was one of the toughest in the entire nation. And I think for them to be able to win 20 games despite that helps them in the long run of things. Um, So I'm going to take the Cardinals. I think you got to put a lot of faith in junior guard Amir Coffey and senior forward Jordan Murphy in this one for the Gophers. Um, I'm going to go with Minnesota. Um, I wanted, I wanted to, I really did. Both players are averaging roughly about 15 points per game for Minnesota. Minnesota has two wins over Purdue. Minnesota. Um, that's what yeah, it sounded like. That's, that's what, what he's, that's did you what intentionally it do like. that? What? Minnesota? No. Minnesota. That's Minnesota. what it sounded like. That's exactly oh when you said it. Yeah. My dad would be so proud. Anyways, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I just feel like Louisville, um, just doesn't have what it takes to run with the Gophers. Um, like I said, two wins are Purdue. Very, very uh, good team. They were twelve and two in their non-cons. Um, kind of lacked a little bit in their you know Big Ten conference play, going nine and eleven. But um, they're on a hot streak right now. I like the Gophers. Sparty, yeah. <laughs> Next Sparty. matchup is two fifteen. Michigan Round State Bradley. <laughs> now Duke taking on VCU. I'm I'm taking Duke, Duke. again. I think yep. it could be a good matchup, but I still just think Duke's just too good I would at agree. this point in the NCAA tournament. Oh, yeah. Zion yeah. Williamson. We're all agreeing on yeah. <laughs> Zion Williamson's <laughs> going to have a tournament. So in that round of 32, you two have Liberty taking on Virginia Tech. I have Virginia Tech taking on Mississippi State. I've got Virginia Tech winning I that game also have Virginia despite Tech. that. So next matchup. Virginia Tech played well in the ACC tournament, they did. too. They did. I that, think, them playing against Florida State was one of the best matchups. Really. I think once you've played Duke and Virginia and yeah. North Carolina and Florida State. That was my logic for picking Louisville. You're not scared yeah. of anybody. Yeah, that's my logic for picking Louisville. Yeah. And then this next matchup, Tucker, of course, you have Belmont – or Maryland, I should say, taking on LSU. Austin and I have Belmont taking on LSU. 
Because of that, the three eleven matchup, I'm going to take LSU. I'm also going to Belmont LSU. doesn't have the the post presence of a guy like Nazrian Reed and the the physical guard play to try and guard somebody like Tremont Waters. So because of that, I'm going to take LSU. I'm taking LSU over Mar- or over Maryland. I think <clears throat> LSU is just a more talented ball club. That's I think that's what exact, it comes down to. It. Yeah, that's my thought on it. It's just talent. I think I think LSU will just prevail. run just run over Maryland and just out you know outpace them. Mm. So um, yeah, I'm going with the three seed Tigers. And then the next matchup is for Austin seven seed Louisville taking on two seed Michigan State for Tucker and I. It's Michigan State playing a. Minnesota team and big interconference, ten. a Big Ten matchup. I'm going to take Michigan State because in the head-to-head matchup between Minnesota and Michigan State this season, Michigan State won by 24 points. It wasn't even close. I'm going to take the Spartans. So am I. Over Louisville for me. Don't pick against Sparty, Logan. I like to see. <laughs> I like to see the strides he's making already. <laughs> he's go. already Let's making. Go he's already State. changing yep. his ways. Yep. Here we go. Well, they haven't played Michigan yet. This thing. So <laughs> I mean, no. they did three times this year. Hey, 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 hey! All right, all right, all right. Sweet Sixteen now. Duke taking on Virginia Tech. I believe all three of us have that same matchup. Duke, Virginia Tech. I think this Tech. is an intriguing matchup. I think it, it is, is because Virginia Tech beat Duke the last yeah. time they played. But Zion didn't Z- play. Zion Williamson was not on the floor. And that's why Duke's going to win. I like the Blue yep. Devils. <laughs> they, won that game. they won that game by five without Zion. Yep. So I mean, it's because of that, I'm going to take the Duke Blue Devils, no doubt about it. Next matchup, Michigan State-LSU. I think, like you mentioned, with with LSU's head coach being suspended indefinitely, I don't know if he'll be able to coach in this game, but if you're missing your head coach, your main guy, the key cog for your team, and you're taking on Tom Izzo, who's probably unarguably a top-five coach in college basketball, actively probably top-10 all-time, you're not going to win that game. So yeah. because of that, I'm going to take the Spartans. I think that's where LSU was get out. Uh, coached, yes. really. I mean, just they're going to scheme well, be able to stop Naz Reed. Um, so I got the Spartans moving on to the Elite Eight. I think this contest is going to come down to the Big Ten Player of the Year and Cassius Winston. I think he's going to have a heck of a tournament. Um, the Spartans led the Big Ten in scoring, rebounding, and three-point field goal percentage. They are having a just a heck of a year. I don't think LSU is going to be enough to, to stop the – to stop the tag. They, lead, so they led the Big Michigan Ten State. in all three of those categories. They did. Why did I pick against Michigan State? <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> and it says, which means Tom Izzo has his team firing on all cylinders. Yeah, so absolutely. That's what's going to happen. Wow. That's incredible. Um, so we all three of us have Duke and Duke, Michigan, Michigan State. State. Duke. Duke. Michigan State. Here oh, we go. Here we go. All right. Explain. Wow. Explain. I like it. I like it. <clears throat> I have Michigan State winning it all. Wow. Uh, and so that's why I have this match. Homer? What am I homering Michigan State for? Wait till we get down the Hawkeye game and I have Cincinnati beating them by 30. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, also have, I also have them losing by 30. That's also a thing. Yeah. That's just, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just really like Michigan State's play. I think they're really <laughs> hot right now. I think Cassius Winston has set himself apart from much of the country in talent. Um, so is Zion. Oh, he has. But, I mean, I don't know. I just... It's it's the time of the tournament. Tom where it Izzo comes versus down to, Coach K. What a matchup! That's it comes it. down to gut feeling, and I like Sparty in the tournament has not been great the past few years. They've gotten to places where they should have won, and uh, they've fallen short. Um, Michigan State to the uh, the Final Four. 
I like it. Eventually on to the championship. So Austin and, and I have minutes. Duke coming out of the East region. Tucker with Michigan State coming out of the East region. Moving on now to the South region of the NCAA tournament. Virginia, the one seed in that region, taking on 16th seeded Gardner-Webb. Um, I don't think we're going to see a UMBC. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> you hate to see it if you're Virginia. Yeah. You hate to see it. But I just, yeah, there's no way. There's absolutely no way it can happen two years in a row. Not it's, again. It was the first time it had ever happened in the history of college basketball. No way it happens to Virginia two years in a row. I, I, I like Virginia. Yep, give me give me Virginia. Virginia. Okay, I was like, <laughs> that was a long wait. pause. That was, that was a long what pause, man. Taking so long. Wow. <laughs> Eight nine game Ole Miss taking on Oklahoma. I do not like this Oklahoma team. I haven't all year long, really. I don't think that they were they were deserving of getting in to the NCAA tournament. I don't know how you take a look at a 19 and 13 Oklahoma team and say they're a nine seed when a 21 and 11 Iowa team or 22 and 11 Iowa team, I should say, is sitting at a 10 seed. That doesn't make much sense to me. Um, they do have a good BPI, 39th in the country, but I just think. 7-11 and 11 in the Big 12, you lose your first-round matchup to 10th-seeded West Virginia. I just don't trust this Oklahoma team. I don't like the quality of talent on this Oklahoma team. They've lost eight of their last 12 games. I'm going to go with the Rebels. I'm taking OU, actually. I think the West Virginia game, I think it, it, it wakes them up in a way. They've lost eight of their last 12. I know, I know. If they're not awake by now, then it's not going to happen. No, I think, I think it will. I think Lon Kruger, he has experience in this tournament. Um, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. I, I'm taking Oklahoma. You like, you like Lon Kruger. I we do all like know Lon, why you like I do Lon like Kruger. Lon Kruger. You're picking Oklahoma because of Lon Kruger. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I, think, I think they're better than Ole Miss, honestly. I, I do. I don't. I'm running with the Rebels on this one. I think Brian Tyree and Terrence Davis um, have really, really, okay. really big factors in this game. Um, I don't like Oklahoma. That's I th- fair. I think they're, like Logan said, they're on a really, really bad place. Right, They're in a bad place right now. Um, don't think they're going to get it up in time for um, to beat Ole Miss, so I'm going to go with Ole Miss in this one. Next matchup is a kind of an intriguing one, uh, a 5-12 matchup, but this 12 seed is Oregon. Yeah. Pac-12 tournament champs. Um, this is one of those you could take a look, and I'm sure a lot of people will pick this 5-12 upset. But for me, I- I'm not going to. Um, I-, I really like Wisconsin. I think without Bull Bull, Oregon has just got a big hole right there in the middle of their in, in the middle of their. Their defense, I mean, and Ethan Happ, that does not bode well for the it. Ducks. Exactly. That's why I'm picking Wisconsin is because with the absence of someone like Bull Bull, Ethan Happ could have a heyday, and I think he will. You guys know how I feel about Wisconsin and do, do it all Happ. Yeah, so. do it all Happ. <laughs> and that's going to be an interesting game because both of those teams are in the top 20 defensively in, in efficient and, and defensive efficiency in all of college basketball so definitely not going to be a high scoring affair in that one next matchup is fourth seeded kansas state taking on the 13th seed uc irvine um this is a game that i really kind of considered i hate to do it to you austin um i went ahead and picked kansas state anyway um but i i really did take a good hard look at this one because uc irvine is a quality scoring team they average 73 points a game 
They only allow 63 points a game. Um, they went 15-1 and in their conference. And not to mention this game, like you mentioned, it's not going to be a huge factor in the game, but it's in San Jose, which is a long trek from Manhattan. And California Irvine is close. Yeah, it's 30, 35 minutes from San Jose. Not that there's a huge UC Irvine fan population out there in the world. I mean, maybe there is, but not that I know of. Um, I just think... I just don't think that, that UC Irvine can really hang with Kansas State. Kansas State has shut down some of the best offenses in all of college basketball. You've seen them do it with Iowa State this season, Kansas. And so because of that, I, I like the, the Wildcats. Not in the tournament. Who? The Big 12 tournament. Kansas State did nothing to shut down That's Iowa true. State's offense. But I was talking about the regular yeah, season. True. Um, uh, the, the, this is concerning because both teams play a similar type of game like you were just saying. Um, lockdown defense um, and offense comes second. I think Dean Wade being healthy will be crucial, so I'm going to bet on him being able to partake in this game. And even if he doesn't, I think Barry Brown's uh, had enough experience and leadership, especially from last season, to push Kansas State past the first round. Yep, I'm going to go with uh, <clears throat> Kansas State on this one. I saw a lot play, of people are know. taking UC Irvine, though. Well, they are, and that's because not a lot of people have a lot of faith in Kansas State. I mean, just you know, all said and done. But um, I'm taking Kansas State on this one. Um, but the more interesting pick will come in the next round with Wisconsin and Kansas yeah. State. So, next matchup is the six eleven game between Villanova and St. Mary's. Um, I went ahead and picked Villanova. In this one, in that six eleven, I just think More I, I just I can't, that's what I'm I going can't with. go against I mean, this is Jay a team Wright. The most successful tournament team in the past three years, so I'm going to take Jay Wright in this one. I'm taking St. Mary's. What? Uh, yeah, I'm going to do it, and um, the reason being, I think you know, number one seed Gonzaga, they took them down in the uh, the conference tournament, coming into the momentum, coming into the tournament, the big dance tournament. Yeah, that's so true. Um, I don't know. I think this could be a heck of an upset pick here. This uh, because Villanova has been that that big dog in the tournament the last few years, um, getting a championship. So, but two of them, uh, two of them, two in the last three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with North Carolina being another one. Yep, I'm taking St. Mary's. I like it. St. Mary's has three guys in their starting lineup that all shoot forty percent or higher from the three point line. Yep. Um, Next matchup is a three fourteen matchup between Purdue and Old Dominion. Boiler up, Purdue. I'm taking Old Dominion in this one. No, too. you're not. Old Dominion. Wow. Old Dominion went on the road to um, the Carrier Dome in um, Syracuse, beat the Syracuse Orange um, a- as they were the twenty fifth ranked team in the country. They also beat VCU by double figures. They did. I'm going to take Old Dominion. I think they're playing absolutely fantastic. Um, basketball in this one Purdue has just really been iffy they've either been really really good or really really bad and that's what's going to be this game is whether they come out like that or not but um I mean Old Dominion has two players on team BJ Stiff and Ahmad Carver um and they shoot and they I mean they score about 17 and a half points a game for the uh what is Old Dominion's mascot? The Monarchs? They're the Monarchs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Monarchs. for the Monarchs. Monarchs. So, um, I don't know. 
I, I think this is another upset pick. So I'm going St. Mary's Old Dominion back to back. Yeah, um, and in the round of 32. Like you mentioned with Purdue being very up and down, that starts with Carson Edwards. It Carson does. Edwards could go off for 28 points on. Yep. 11 of 16 shooting, and then the next game he'll have 14 points on 4 of 17 True. shooting. And you're like, he'll, he'll shoot you into a game or I he'll shoot you out of a game? I said he was going to be Big Ten Player of the Year, and then he went like 7 for 30 from the floor that night. So Yeah, Cassius Winston was Player of the Year. Just <laughs> want to throw that out there. I know, but that was my pick was I thought it was going to be. Oh, you picked. Yeah, Ca- I picked Cassius Winston. Let's yes. move on. Next matchup is a 7-10 matchup Spartan between Shocker. Cincinnati <laughs> And Iowa, uh, oh. it hurt. I hate this. It, it hurt, but I'm picking. I'm picking. Cincinnati. In Columbus, Ohio, Push the Homer button. Do it's, it. It's this in is co- the time where you're allowed it's to. do Thirty minutes from Cincinnati. It's ninety-five miles from Cincinnati to Columbus. I it's mean, in their backyard. And yeah, but Cincinnati allows six. The Hawkeyes have not playing playing great at no. all. If they had come off. A great end to their season, maybe a couple wins in the Big Ten tournament. Okay, maybe. You had a win in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, against 13th rank or seeded Illinois. Yeah, great. Absolutely. Let's take it. Yeah. Playing uh, against the American Conference champs who beat Houston, who at 28 and 6 are for some reason a seven seed, which is no completely sense. ludicrous. <laughs> it is. They, and, they allow 62 points a game. In comparison, Iowa averages over 73 and a half points a game. I just uh, the only thing that I could really hang my hat on as a Hawkeye fan of we could win the game because of this. While they do allow sixty two point two points per game, they are two hundred and fifty ninth in the country in opponents three point field goal percentage. Jabo to the rescue. So if we can knock down some three pointers, if we can shoot the ball the way that if the Half Hawks can shoot the ball beater. the way they did against Illinois. In the in the first round of the uh, of the Big Ten tournament versus the way they shot it against Michigan in the quarterfinals of the Big Ten tournament, then yeah, they can win this game. But if they shoot one for sixteen from three like they did against Michigan last week, they don't stand a chance. As a Hawkeye fan, I want to lose this game because it'll put Fran to? McCaffrey on the hot seat. And okay, I think but that's okay, the best here's thing an actual question, and I'm sorry for taking up time, but. Will they keep him around for the fact that his sons are being heavily recruited? I don't know. Because that is a serious factor into him staying Every uh, There's a lot of Hawkeye fans that are really down on Connor McCaffrey, who's a redshirt freshman on the team right now. I think he's a quality point guard. I think he can play in the Big Ten. I really do. Um, he needs to work on his outside shooting. But I think from a defensive perspective, the way he handles the basketball and the way that he can find guys passing the ball, I mean, he was – fourth or fifth in the Big Ten this season in terms of all players and assisted turnover ratio. Jordan Bohannon was in the top ten as well. Um, and then, like you mentioned, the youngest, or the middle son, Patrick, who's a senior in high school right now, is committed, signed with Iowa, is a top 60 player in the ESPN Top 100. Um, I think you could see something like that. I'm just, I don't know. I've defended Fran McCaffrey for so long, and at this point, I'm just very, very tired of watching very successful teams in November and December and January and early on into February absolutely fall on their own face in the middle and end of February and into March. I I just I can't I cannot bring myself to defend the way that this team plays late in the year anymore. And I think that starts with Fran McCaffrey. Whole nother conversation for another day. We could talk about this sure. for an hour and a half. But I'm going to say one thing about Hawkeye, the Hawkeye sports, and then we can move on. Is that 
I hate it. As much as I, I hate, hate to say this. it, this is the sports culture that we have at Iowa. We are so talented coming out of the gate with Hawkeye basketball. Go down the year, we you know we go even this year we went eleven and zero in our non conference schedule. Then we get to the Big Ten, we play very well through the month of December into January. Don't lose a game in February and just nosedive. And so um, that's what I'm going to say. Even with football, it just seems that way. We're 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 just gaining momentum, a momentum, a momentum, momentum. And then we lose games we're not supposed to in the year, like then we end up in the Outback Bowl. So you know, whole other conversation for another day, but. It's just disappointing sometimes. That's why we need. That's why we need Fran out there. Well, we have about eighteen minutes before we got to get into <laughs> yeah. into the pregame, so we got to. I know that's why I feel bad about asking. Yeah, that, but it was just in my head, and I was. Yeah, it's no, absolutely, perfectly fine. But we got to move through this now very quickly now. So if you miss a couple of uh, of picks and things like that, we apologize. But there's a big event, going big on event here going on tonight. We've got to get through what we need to get through here on the show before we talk about tonight's games. Tonight's game, I should say. Two-seed Tennessee taking on Colgate. A um, lot of jokes about the state of Tennessee taking on a toothpaste. Really, fun. I don't know if you guys have ever seen oh, that, that documentary on the, on the Appalachian Mountains. Um, they, a toothpaste. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty funny tweet if you've ever seen that documentary on the Appalachian Mountains in that Tennessee, West Virginia area of the Appalachian Mountains. Um, I'm going to take Tennessee. Yes. Yes. Okay, moving back up <laughs> to the top of the bracket. Tucker and I have Virginia taking on Ole Miss. Austin has Oklahoma taking on Virginia. I like the Cavaliers um, still in this one. I, yes. I think they can make it. I think they'll make a deep run yes. in comparison yes. to last year. <laughs> yes. Wisconsin taking on Kansas State in that 5-4 game. I'm going to pick Wisconsin. I think D, like Dean Wade has not been healthy. He True. may or may not play. Even if he does play, he's not going to be at 100%, and that's going to be very, very hard because then Kansas State's got nobody really that can contend with, with what Ethan Happ does. Um, on the flip side, Demetric Trice struggled mightily at times this season guarding higher-quality point guards in the Big Ten. He got obliterated by Carson Edwards. He got ran out of the gym by Cassius Winston. If Barry Brown can have that level of success against Demetrius Trice, I think it'll make it more of a game. But because of that, Ethan Happ, Dean Wade, whether or not he's healthy, scenario of that game, I'm going to take the Badgers. I also like Wisconsin in this one. And I think that the the biggest thing that sets Wisconsin apart is that they're big men play. You got Ethan Happ. You got Khalil Iverson. Um, Nate Reavers. Nate Reavers. I mean, these these – Outside Ethan Happ, Cleo Iverson can knock down the three in open space, and Nate Reavers absolutely can nail three in your face. So um, in K-State, I don't think really has much to counter those threes play outside, you know. Um, Barry Brown. Barry, Barry Brown, yeah. And so that that's the thing. So uh, I'm going Wisconsin. I'm I'm gonna try to not don't don't hit the button because it's not it's not deserving. I truly think that Kansas State is fundamentally sound enough on defense to be able to shut to stop Ethan Happ enough and make someone else beat them. If someone else, one of those guys you mentioned, beats us, then fine. But I think Kansas State is strong strong enough and fundamentally sound to stop Ethan Happ. Um, and Barry Brown, I think, could have a big game. Um, but especially if Dean Wade is playing, I think Kansas State wins. 
Um, but it, if he's not playing, I think it's closer. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, okay. if, if you make the I K-State over it. Virginia pick, then, I'm not. Then, then we'll talk about it. I'm not. That, but. <laughs> Next matchup, I have Purdue taking on Villanova, yes. as does Austin. Tucker, on the other hand, has a wild amount of upsets <laughs> in those two games. <laughs> St. Mary's, 11, the 11 seed, taking on 14th seeded Old Dominion. I, I pick Villanova in this one to, to beat Purdue and move on to the Sweet 16. Uh, I just Carson Edwards is so up and down. He could he could go off for thirty points a night and shoot them into an elite eight or a final four. But at the same time, he could have one of his off games and shoot four of seventeen from the field and shoot them out of a game. I think Villanova is a good enough defensive team. They've got a ton of talent. Uh, I mean, Phil Booth and Eric Pascal. That will definitely help them out a lot, along with Colin Gillespie for Villanova. I think that they will do a good enough job guarding Carson Edwards, and that will push Villanova to the Sweet 16. Uh, I'm going to take that Carson Edwards has a good game and gets Purdue on to the next round. Villanova is a really experienced team, though. That's what's... I don't know why you're, ta- I don't know you're talking to me. I have Villanova out in the True. round 64. So, But I'm going to go with St. Mary's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so great. Um, they weren't even supposed to get in, and now they're in the Sweet 16. Oh, yes. You, oh, you no. got to love, love March, man. This, you this, do. These are the Honestly, things that happen. Cinderella, if man. this happens, I um, will tip my hat to you. St. Mary's is off the bandwagon, though, uh, against Tennessee in the next round. Yeah, so. I've, got, I've got Tennessee beating Cincinnati in, in that yes. second round of yes. games. Virginia taking on Wisconsin. I've got Virginia. You I have with, Virginia. with Kansas State taking on Virginia. I also. picked I've picked Virginia to beat Kansas State last year though when I was wrong, so maybe I'll be wrong again. Because Virginia didn't even get to play Kansas State last year. Were you actually wrong then? Yeah, because I had Virginia winning and they didn't. Yeah, I had Virginia. I had Virginia <laughs> so. in the Elite Eight. My bracket was a busted immediately. Yeah. It was great. It was such a fun game to watch though, them taking on the Reavers. Of University of Maryland, Baltimore County. As a Kansas State fan, have you ever had the entire nation against your team? Because that was the, my case against when K State <laughs> had to play UMBC. The whole nation is against us. That's that's brutal. Well, that's just, I felt bad too. Like, that's hey, just every game as a Kansas State fan. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That's every that's every game. As so a we're all three fan. we're all three in agreement for Virginia. Moving on to the Elite Eight. Indeed. Okay. Yes. Tennessee, in my bracket here, taking on Villanova. For you, taking on Purdue. For Tucker, taking on St. Mary's. (laughs) I've got Tennessee. Pick St. Mary's. I've got Tennessee in the Elite Eight. We're going the balls. Yeah, we got to. So Virginia, Tennessee in the Elite Eight. So now, in the East region, we had Duke, Michigan State, both of us. Now we've all, or all three of us, I should say. Now we've all three got Virginia, Tennessee. I'm taking Tennessee. Mm. I've got the Vols. Beating Virginia in this one. Virginia is a team that plays very, very good defense, but they have struggled mightily to score. And for a team like Tennessee that puts up almost 82 points a game, if they could shoot the ball well, Virginia does not have the offensive firepower to stay with a team in a shootout on the offensive side of the basketball. I think that's what's going to happen in that game, and I'm going to take Tennessee to move on to the Final Four. Due to time constraints, I'm also taking Tennessee. Um, I'm actually taking Virginia. I think they're going to be able to stop 
uh, <laughs> Admiral Schofield and Grant Williams defensively um, and then make Tennessee try and win some other way. All right. Which is a lot easier said than done for sure. Absolutely is. Moving now quickly to the West region, a 1-16 matchup. Gonzaga with a play-in game between FDU and PV. I don't know. Uh, is that Prairie View University is PV? And then I don't know what FDU is. Fordham? FDU? FDU versus P- Fairleigh Dickinson. Fairleigh Dickinson. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. The Knights. Yes. Taking on Prairie View A&M. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't matter. It's Gonzaga. I, 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 and I think that this is a great time to bring this out is that both of these teams on this ESPN Tournament Challenge fact checker, they don't have any stats entered in for either of these two teams. So we're, we're going to take Gonzaga on this one. That's just that's based off the stats we have here. <laughs> <laughs> Which is dumb. <laughs> Syracuse taking on Baylor. I've got Syracuse. Winning that 8-9 matchup. I think this is actually intriguing because both teams play a weird zone that neither really are used to playing against. Um, I'm going with the Bears, actually, in this in this matchup. It's not. Syracuse. Marquette taking on Murray State. This has got to be the matchup. set up Such match. a good job by the selection oh committee of the NCAA. Gosh, the most Marcus Howard <laughs> taking on John Morant. Arguably two of the... I mean, arguably the two best point guards in college basketball taking on one another. I've got Murray State. I, I, I like John Morant over Marcus Howard in that matchup. Other than that, both of these teams, I mean, I shouldn't say that with Marquette. Marquette's got some very, very good players. And that's why I'm taking Marquette. I think with overall with Sam and Joey Hauser, th- those two brothers playing very, very good, both of them averaging almost double figures. Sam averaging 15 points a game, Joey averaging 10 um, but I still – I just – I love John Morant. I love the way he plays the game. This just seems like one of those games where it just seems like the better player is going to help the team that isn't necessarily the best team on the floor win a game. I'm going to take Murray State. Well, I got Marquette to go to Sweet 16, so I guess they have to win this game. So we're going to go with the Golden Eagles. Florida State taking on Vermont. I- I've got the Seminoles. I think that Virginia yeah, win so helped them a lot. Yep. Seminoles. Every year, everyone says that Vermont is going to make an upset, but then they never do. So I'm going to take Florida State. Buffalo, six seed, taking on the 11th play-in game between Arizona State and St. John's. Um, those play-in games can be very, very deadly, but I just think Buffalo is a very good basketball team. 31-3 and this season with a 24 with the as the twenty four team in the BPI in terms of ranking, they average eighty five points a game and only allow seventy. I, I like the Bills or the the, the Bison. Bills. The Bison. Buffalo is really good, so I'm going to take them. Buffalo. <clears throat> All right. Next matchup is a three fourteen matchup between Texas Tech and Northern Kentucky. I'm going to go ahead and take Texas Tech. Yeah, I, I I think, again, in the long run, Texas Tech uh, losing to West Virginia helps them. Yep. T-Tech. Nevada taking on Florida. I, I took Nevada in this game. I just think I think they're Florida a very good team. Florida is hot, but I think Nevada overall experience from last year helps them win this game. It kind of bugs me that they, with only four losses, they're a seven seed. I think <laughs> they should have been a five or a six. It's a strength of schedule and losses. But I'm taking the Florida Gators it's on the this Elite one. Oh, okay. Yep, I'm taking the Florida Gators. Um, due to time constraints, we'll get, you know, we don't have really time to talk about it much, but 
Florida on to the round of 32. Yep. And then Michigan beating Montana in that 215 matchup. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Next is Gonzaga. I've got them taking on Syracuse, as does Tucker. Austin's got them taking on Baylor. I've got Syracuse beating Gonzaga in the round of 32. There's always a one. There's always yep. an eight or nine that beats a one, and I think this year it's Gonzaga. Um, Syracuse has proven they can beat quality teams. They play good defense. Gonzaga is not in in a strong conference statistically speaking. Syracuse beat Duke with Zion. So, uh, and they also destroyed Louisville at one point this season, which is another NCAA tournament team. I like the the orange. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to take Gonzaga to move on into the Sweet 16 past Baylor, but I like that. I like that pick. I'm also going with the Cuse on this one. I think definitely Logan was right. Next is I have Murray State, the 12th seed Murray State, taking on fourth seeded Florida State. I've got Florida State beating Murray State in that one and moving on to the Sweet 16. Um, actually, I have Marquette, of course, because I picked them to beat Murray State. I have Marquette defeating Florida State in this one. I think this could be a really close game, especially with how Florida State's been playing recently. Yep, I got Marquette also beating Florida State. So, Next matchup is Buffalo taking on Texas Tech. I believe all three of us were in agreement on that one. I've got Texas Tech defeating Buffalo moving on to the Sweet 16. Yeah. Yep. Jarrett Culver, Big 12 Player of the Year. Yeah. He's the difference in that game. Um, I've got Nevada taking on Michigan, as does Austin. Tucker has Florida, Florida. taking on Michigan. I don't think it matters who Michigan's playing NCAA tournament. Michigan wins that game, moves on to the I mean, 16. They, they do. They beat Mich- or Michigan State. Michigan and Florida always beat up Why in football, Why do we continue too? to talk about Michigan State? This is the NCAA tournament. It's not the Big Ten tournament anymore. Michigan State, Michigan, it's a wash. We're not talking about that anymore. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> think it did- – you know, depend or determine the the you know the where the games played at. They Michigan State beat them in Ann Arbor. Michigan, Michigan State beat them in East Lansing. And Michigan We're not State talking about that? this anymore. We're talking about the NCAA tournament. We ain't got time. I got Michigan in the Sweet Sixteen. Thank you. So do I. All right. I've got Syracuse taking on Florida State in the Sweet Sixteen. I've got Florida State winning that game, moving on to the Elite Eight. I have Marquette defeating Gonzaga in this Sweet Sixteen. So really, a lot of this has to do with. Marquette being able to beat Murray State to because if Marquette loses, then my bracket's busted. Yeah, I got Marquette over Syracuse. Moving on to uh, the what was that? Elite Eight. Elite Eight. Elite Eight. No. Elite Eight. Yeah. Wow. Dang, I got the Golden Eagles in uh, the. You Elite guys Eight. better I know. hope <laughs> if Murray State wins, yeah. we're screwed. You guys better hope I'm not right. <laughs> um, next matchup: Texas Tech taking on Michigan. I've got Michigan defeating defeating the Red Raiders. Moving on to the Elite Eight. Texas Tech is who I have moving on. I've said this all year long. I think they're the best team that has a chance to make it to the Final Four in the Big 12. And the way that they played to end of the year, I know against West Virginia, but the way they played it in the regular season, um, winning by a margin of 20 points, their defense is outstanding. Jarrett Culver's a monster. I'm taking them to beat Michigan. I saw Texas Tech play over the weekend. They didn't, they didn't really True. impress me. I'm going Michigan. Okay. Good Florida grief. State taking on Michigan in the Elite Eight. That's what I've got. You've I have got Marquette, Marquette and Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. He's got Michigan Marquette. I'm taking Michigan the Wolverines. The final Four. Yep. Texas Tech is in my Final Four from, from the West I just love region. this because it's set up. I got Michigan and Michigan State playing in the Final Four to go to the championship. Oh, gosh. Hey, I can't wait to talk about that when we come back. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back after spring break, that's going to be a huge game to talk about. North Carolina taking on Iona in the Midwest region. North Carolina. Indeed. Indeed. 
Utah State taking on Washington in an 8-9 matchup. I like Washington. I like Washington, too, but I think it could be really close. Yeah. Washington. Auburn taking, on, Auburn taking on New Mexico State in that 5-12 matchup. You guys mm. keep talking about how Auburn's the hottest team in college basketball. I'm taking New Mexico State. And honestly, that could be a really close game because New Mexico State is coming in pretty very, hot very as well. Um, but I'm going to ride Auburn through this one um, just because I think they're really fired up after this past weekend. Taking Auburn. Kansas taking on Northeastern. Kansas. UK Junior, I'll take them. I'll I'm take taking him. Northeastern on this one. Northeastern's got four. Are guys, you serious? Four guys that can shoot from 40 percent or higher from the three point line, and that's what KU struggles with is a three point shooting they, they, team. They don't. They don't have a good perimeter defense. So I'm taking Northeastern to beat the four seeded Kansas Jayhawks. I like it a lot. Of course you do. <laughs> Six seed Iowa State no, taking on 11 I mean, seed Ohio State. I got Ohio State. Really? I, I really do. I just think Iowa State is a team that crazy good, crazy bad. They're either going to drop True. 90 or they're going to score. They're going to shoot 10% right. from three and allow 90 points. Yeah, uh, they're, they're a team that can make it to the Final Four or lose in the first and round. Caleb Wesson against Tom Jacobson down in the low block is not going to bode well for the Cyclones. I think the way that Mariel Shayok has been playing, though, is going to get them onto the round of 32. Go Buckeyes. Wow, really? So I'm the only one taking Iowa State. Seems that way. Houston taking on Georgia State. I think Houston is a very good team. I'm going to take Houston. Yep, I'm taking Houston as well in this one. What's Houston's mascot? Cougar. The Cougar. I'm taking the Cougars. Okay. Wofford taking on Seton Hall. I've got Wofford in that one. I think Wofford is a very underrated team. I think they're, they're a very good basketball team. Wofford is another. I think there are three seven seeds in this tournament that are unreal. Wofford's one of them. I'm going to take Seton Hall on this one. I just wow. had to, I, Seton Hall is a good tournament they, team, they though. They are. I'm going to take Seton Hall just for that reason. Next matchup is a 215 between Kentucky and Abilene Christian. Adam Dorrell is the head coach of the football team there at Abilene Christian, former Northwest Missouri State head football coach. Basketball team now getting into the NCAA tournament, huge for the program, but they're taking on the Kentucky Wildcats, so that's going to be a loss. Huge, Indeed. huge, huge thing for the Abilene Christian basketball team. They do not have Adam Doral coaching that one. So <laughs> we're going to take the Kentucky Wildcats. All right, moving up to the That's top great. of the bracket now. North Carolina taking on Washington. I've got North Carolina winning that one, moving on to the Sweet 16. Tar Heels, Pac-12 is bad. This is where Auburn's run comes to an end. Tar Heels move on. Kansas taking on, in my bracket, New Mexico State. You guys have got Auburn. Tucker, you've got Northeastern taking on Auburn. I've got Kansas beating New Mexico State moving on to the Sweet 16. Um, I have Auburn uh, defeating Kansas in this one. I think uh, along with what Tucker said is that Auburn, if they're able to hit the threes, that's really going to be a problem for Kansas, and that's why I almost picked Northeastern because Kansas can't defend the three. And Auburn's a team that if they're hitting the threes, they will run Kansas out of the gym, just like what happened to Texas Tech. I really like this game because they play the exact same style, Auburn and Northeastern. So, mm. But I like Auburn. They're going to be bigger, faster, more talented than Northeastern, and they're going to outplay them at their own game. So I like Auburn. Houston taking on Ohio State. I've got Houston. I have Houston over Iowa State in this one. I have Houston over Ohio State as well. Wofford taking on Kentucky. I've got the Wildcats beating Wofford. I do too. Wildcats over Seton Hall for me. Yeah, Seton Hall. Okay. Uh, and next next matchup, North Carolina for me taking on Kansas. For you two, it's Auburn. I've got North Carolina. 
defeating Kansas in yes. the Sprint Center. Yes, absolutely. That's going to be – I would be impressive. Um, but I'm going to take North Carolina over Auburn. I think North Carolina is one of the top three teams in the nation. Yep. North Carolina over Auburn. Houston, staying Houston right on track. taking on Kentucky. Do we all three have that same Sweet 16 matchup? Yep. Houston and Kentucky. Houston, Kentucky. Yep. I've got Kentucky defeating Houston. As do I. As do I. Okay. North Carolina, Kentucky. For the for the trio of us here, I've got North Carolina winning that one and moving on to the Final Four. Three ACC teams in my Final Four. North Carolina's one of them. I've got two. Fun thing about mine is we got two Big Ten teams. I'll press the homer button there. Uh, you should. That's, you should. <laughs> um, North Carolina on the Final Four. So Over Kentucky. My Final Four is Duke taking on Michigan and Tennessee taking on North Carolina. Mine is Duke taking on Texas Tech and Virginia taking on North Carolina. My final four is Michigan taking on Michigan State and for Tennessee. The fourth time. Tennessee. I don't know the stat. Can you beat a team four times in the same season? Doesn't happen I think very he, often. I think, ever. I think Michigan State can. And we got Tennessee <laughs> Does beating. Logan? Huh? Logan <laughs> will probably pick a Wolverines for this. <laughs> I would. Cool. I would. Yeah, he would. <laughs> I would. And then Tennessee, North Carolina. All right. It's March. It's March. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. It's here. And now, when all... we come back, we're going to be just so wrong. Oh, oh, we're what gonna were be, we thinking it's gonna here? Be up. It's what gonna were be we horrible. doing here? Come we're going to see a, a 14 seed like Loyola Chicago sitting there in the in the final four, and we're not going to know what to think. Or it's going to be absolute chaos. That is going to do it for Division One basketball talk. We just got done with. Conference tournament recap and NCAA tournament talk. Those games starting tomorrow. We're going to come back and we're going to start pregame for tonight's regional championship matchup between the Northwest Missouri State Bearcats and the Missouri Southern Lions. You're listening to KZLX 106.7. Are you out late and don't have a ride home? Safe Rides Late Night Taxi is for you. Tuesday through Thursday, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Friday and Saturday, 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. Not available on Sundays or Mondays. To schedule a ride, call 660-562-1245. That number again is 660-562-1245. KZLX LP Maryville. I didn't see that coming. 